Jim Minnery here on I'm Glad You Said That. It's Wednesday, January 17th. Uh, tons of stuff going on. Uh, first of all, we want to thank our friends, John and Sandy Powers, for supporting. I'm glad you said that. We're on, uh, obviously, KATB and KBNT in the Valley. Uh and are very grateful for that. We're going to also be in Fairbanks. We might be in Fairbanks now. I need to clarify that with uh, my friend at KTB, Tom Steigelman. But um, yeah, I think that they are airing up there now. They have another station. So um, if you are interested in being a sponsor, uh, certainly that would be um, very much appreciative and, and um, would give you a little bit of PR for that. You can get a hold of me um, at jim at akfamily.org, jim at akfamily.org. We are a, uh, you can say we're a ministry of Alaska Family Council. We we actually, this is Alaska Family Council. We just happen to have a podcast radio show called I'm Glad You Said That. Um, today we have Senator Shelly Hughes on the, on the line um, for the final three segments. She has received... Uh, um, really a lot of uh, accolades being in the Senate minority uh, of three, um, which is sad because, you know, as one point at one point, obviously she was the Senate majority leader and, and things shifted fairly uh, radically to the left. And, you know, as we've always known when the legislature, one branch or the other, uh, it's basically happened since uh, we were founded in 2006. Either the House or the Senate has, uh, you know, the, the Republican majority has given power to the Democrats. And, you know, I, I've mentioned this before, but it's it's fascinating. In, in chatting with other family policy councils across the country, none of them have um, experienced something similar in terms of not being able to organize when the majority, I mean, we saw that in Congress a few years ago, U S Congress, but, and that was kind of like, well, welcome to our reality. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough to see. Um, but there's still potential and there's still, um, uh, you know, cause for, um, continuing to advocate for that, which is right and true and uh and beneficial romans 13 you know lifting up that which is good is government's role and and uh punishing evil and shelley is a stalwart on on every level um so anyway look forward to that conversation um you know quite a few things going on in terms of uh former president donald trump uh making a statement certainly in iowa um you know Alaska Film Council hasn't endorsed anybody yet, um, you know, and I don't know if we will. And we obviously, once the, the primaries are determined, we will not be, um, you know, bashful about supporting one or the other uh, or, or whoever gets nominated, whether that's Donald Trump or not. I think the reality is that 
Donald Trump is a force to be reckoned with. He appointed the most um, number of pro-life, strict constructionist uh, members of the United States Supreme Court. The federal court is packed with allies in terms of those who don't legislate from the bench. And, you know, I'll leave it at that. There's there's uh, a lot of folks out there who would um, rightfully have issues with Donald Trump and his personal life. But, um, you know, we we just going to have we're going to have to see how it plays out. Trust God, work hard and continue to stay engaged. Um, in terms of staying engaged, I'm going to make an announcement now for the first time. Uh, we're still in the process of putting together the registration page. And this will, you know, apply to a certain segment of the state, uh, depending on your ability to be able to access Fairbanks, Alaska. So here's the announcement. Dennis Prager, who we brought up a year and a half ago, roughly, is coming to Alaska again. February, Saturday, Saturday, February 24th, um, Dennis Prager will be in Alaska, and we're absolutely thrilled to have him up again. He's not even going to be in Anchorage or the Valley or Kenai or Juneau or anywhere. He's doing Fairbanks because he wanted to see the Northern Lights, and we are blessed to be able to provide him with that opportunity. We're going to have two different events. Again, we don't have anything on the website yet. I'm just making the announcement now. For those of you in Anchorage, yes, you can drive up to Anchorage or to Fairbanks or fly up there if you're interested in, in seeing Dennis Prager again. But um, he's certainly someone that is worth the trip. Um, it's going to be a luncheon at the Wedgwood Resort on Saturday, February 24th. And then there'll be a dinner and private reception with Dennis Prager that evening, Saturday, February 24th. So stay tuned for more uh, info. We should have the registration site up and running here in the next day or so. Um, one of the issues that we'll be talking about with uh, Shelley Hughes is uh, school choice. This week is the um, the school choice, or no, I'm sorry, next week um, is the 2024 Alaska school choice celebration. Um, it's actually taking place at the um, – the Alaska Native Heritage Center in Anchorage. Uh, very impressive website uh, that they put together. It's called, uh, you can just go to alaskaschoolchoice.com. We're a vendor, Alaska Family Council. We'll be distributing some materials, um, and there's uh, a whole number of vendors that are in, engaged. Um, you really should uh, make a point to pop by if you can. It's 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Alaska Native Heritage Center, Monday, January 22nd. Um, it's free. That's the first thing. Um, you'll be able to learn about the school choice opportunities in the state. Uh, you know, we we have a wonderful homeschool um you know, uh, legislative environment in terms of, you know, what Lauren Lehman, Senator, former Lieutenant Governor Lauren Lehman put together a number of years ago, uh, along with other legislators, uh, made our state one of the top states in terms of freedom 
and opportunities for uh, homeschooling. The, the challenge right now is that as the public schools have continued to um, be more aggressive and assertive in terms of indoctrination regarding um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, critical race theory, the LGBTQIA plus agenda, um, you know, kids' uh, so-called social transitioning to another sex and keeping that information from uh, from parents and, and, and you know, uh, scholastically at the bottom of the barrel and continue to ask for more money. <laughs> Um, it's kind of a broken record. It continues to give reasons for people to have um, seek out other opportunities. But the reality is, um, you know, as Shelley Hughes has reminded me, places like Fairbanks, I mean, uh, sorry, Florida, where school choice has flourished, the public schools have responded um, because it's competitive environment. Anyway, um, we'll talk about that and more right after this short break. We'll be back with Shelley, Senator Shelley Hughes. Welcome back. Jim Minnery here on I'm Glad You Said That. Very privileged to have my friend Senator Shelley Hughes on the line today. Um, Shelley, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2024. Blessing to you and yours. Yeah, super excited. Um, was on the uh, one of your um, social media sites, and I loved the um, Martin Luther King quote. Um, we've all heard, you know, the I have a dream speech, but I hadn't um, seen that in a while. It starts off with let us not wallow in the valley of despair. Um, and, you know, it, it's fascinating because, you know, the uh, we've just had Martin Luther King Day um, this week. And, um, you know, it, we, we can talk about it later on with some of the DEI stuff that we're working on and. I know that you have an interest in it as well, but today it seems in, in many ways that the, the content of the character is not as important as the content or the color of the skin, which is just exactly opposite of what Martin Luther King had in mind. But I love his his Christian roots, how he was unapologetic about lifting up uh, truth from the Bible, and um, there's nothing more that would be beneficial to our country to go back to, to the uh, – you know, to the, um, the strategies that Martin Luther King employed. But, um, so let's just get right out of the gate here. You know, a lot of folks are wondering how in the world when they go to, and I encourage them to go to Alaska Senate minority.com Senator, you were the, uh, Senate majority leader at one point, And, um, because of how things played out, you're now in the Alaska Senate minority of three, how about you get folks up to speed on how that transpired, and then we'll get into some of your priorities. Yeah, November 2022 elections, ranked choice voting. Um, the uh, Senate shifted significantly to the left. Um, there were 11 Republicans elected, nine uh, Democrats. So in other states, you'd automatically have a Republican majority, but in this state, it's it's a bit of a free-for-all, and there's conversations, negotiations, and ultimately what transpired were eight Republicans joined with nine Democrats 
formed a 17-member supermajority and three three Republicans, um, yours truly included, were not included. We did make a proposal to the Republicans to form a majority that was extremely reasonable, was, was um, actually just right of center, but not extreme, and they weren't interested. So here we are. It's a two-year cycle. We are in the second year of that two-year cycle, and we are making the best of it. it and it really, I, I was a Senate Majority Leader um, through uh, 2022, so it was last year in January, a year ago at this time, where I had to get my bearings and figure out how can I help Alaska, how can I work on behalf of our, our residents and do whatever I can to, to help move things in the right direction. And, you know, working with you, Jim, we were able to do that with the girls' sports. So even though the Senate majority announced they would not entertain any such bills as my Protect Girls' Sports bill, we were able to work with the Athletic Association and then the State Board of Education to get into regulation the protection of girls' sports, which for now is the law in Alaska. But as you know, a different governor could come along and um, undo that. So we're thankful Governor Dunleavy supports that. Yeah, that was what I tell people is that, you know, we we've been playing in the uh, the swamp and not all of the swamp is always bad. I mean, in terms of the deep state, I guess the swamp is maybe not the best way to put it, but deep state is not necessarily always a bad thing. If you have a governor or commissioners or, you know, department heads bureaucrats that are allies in in terms of being able to help, then it's not like, you know, they're always inherently um, negative. Um, and the governor, to his credit, has uh, has appointed a wonderful number of boards and commissions, including the Board of Regents. I mean, it's something that, that you know, uh, we're starting to look into and as an organization is the, the whole DEI, um, you know, uh, behemoth that has taken over so much of our institutions, and yet we have a very strong board of regents um, uh, for the university system, and it'll be interesting to see how, um, you know, hopefully we'll make some headway on that. Look forward to maybe chatting with you about that down the road. But so in addition to you, you have um, Senator Robert Myers out of, um, is he North Pole or Fairbanks? I think it's North Pole, he, right? He's primarily North Pole, but the Fairbanks area, yes. Okay, so Senator Robert Myers and Senator Mike Schauer, I mean, there's, there's not really anything, um, you know, surprising about that, but it is interesting to note how many Republicans have decided to align with the Democrats. As usual, it's, it's a bipartisan situation, either in the House or Senate. It's kind of been that way from the very beginning of our organization, and, you know, it's just kind of par for the course. It's It's interesting because when I chat with my colleagues across the country, they're always like, wow, that's really never happened in our state. I think it's a unique thing for Alaska. But at the same time, I mean, would you say that, you know, because of you guys being sort of sequestered into this, you know, micro minority, are you able in some ways to, you know, either throw monkey wrenches or advocate for things because you have more time on your hand, um, well, on your hands because do. you're not as in you know, that's so in, in some ways it's like, you know, making lemon lemonade out of lemons, right? 
Absolutely. And as I said, a year ago at this time, I was trying to get my footing and figure out how do we move forward. And one of our advantages is we have a good relationship with the governor, and the Senate majority has struggled with that a bit. We also have an excellent relationship with the House majority, which is um, led by Republicans. And um, that is also to our advantage, and the Senate majority has struggled with that. So those relationships are are, uh, um, really important. And things maybe that we can't get through here that we work on and propose and get picked up on the other side. So that's um, a great advantage. And you're right, we don't have the committee assignment, so it allows us more time. And very much the role of a, a Senate minority, whoever is in it, whether, you know, in the past it's been all Democrats in it and Republicans in the majority, you know, since I've been in the Senate, the role of the minority, whoever's in it, is to um, work to point out what they think are the flaws and what the majority is presenting and provide, you know, other solutions. And so that is exactly what we've done. Education funding is a case in point in that um, we get it that healthcare costs have gone up and inflation has gone up. We realize that it's factual that there's a national teacher shortage, which makes recruiting and retaining teachers more difficult. So we acknowledge that. Um, But we also know that academic results in this state are at the bottom of the barrel. So instead of just throwing general money into the base student allocation that goes in the formula, we are saying we want the money to be specifically used to improve academic outcomes. So you can actually, I, I had a conversation with the governor and I've had a conversation with Senate majority leadership that there are two camps. One camp wants to just generally put money under the formula. The other camp wants to put targeted money outside the formula. So, you know, I see as the point of consensus, put targeted money under the formula. And then we get our, we, we give the district some reliable, some right reliability, but we also really focus on um, getting that money to core instruction and to improving academic outcomes. Well, you have that listed as, so the four priorities that I see on the Alaska Senate Minority um, site are sustainable fiscal plan, election integrity, education performance and healthcare cost reduction. Um, and I was just having a conversation, you know, with the school choice week coming up. I don't know if it's school choice month or school choice week. Anyway, it's it's next week is the 2024 Alaska school choice um, celebration or conference in Anchorage. And it's pretty impressive in terms of, uh, the number of vendors they have now, it's going to be at the Alaska Native Heritage Center. Um, I encourage folks to go to that, alaskaschoolchoice.com, um, and we'll we'll have a booth. Alaska Family Council will have a booth there. But um, So in a nutshell, we have two minutes before the end of this first segment. What are the priorities in terms of improving education in the state of Alaska? Because that's something that, you know, there's probably a lot of folks who are jaded on that. It's like, gosh, we've been talking about that forever and it seems like we just continue to spend more money and get worse results. I mean, so being in the minority, um, is there anything that's in the majority that you guys are saying, hey, that's good, or is it just throwing more money at the wall and hoping it sticks? You know, we we want, as I said, target the money particularly for, for teachers and incentives for as, as students 
um, move up the rungs of academic achievement that teachers and parents are rewarded for